Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Restoration Behind the Sermon, um, the podcast where we get to um, just kind of hang out and talk through what we talked about. About on Sunday. Almost um, of no importance. Yeah, and just kind of dive into it. Welcome to me and Colin hanging out. Yeah, this is we got Pastor Jeremy <laughs> on the other mic, and I'm here. This is Colin. I'm actually here this week. Um, so if you've oh, been yeah, listening- Oh, yeah, we're not just talking about you. I'm not just like a figment <laughs> or just someone who just doesn't say anything during the podcast. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. I just sit there. I was just actually there last week. I just wasn't saying anything. I noticed, and I don't know why- but I brought you up like two weeks in a row. Yes. <laughs> and each time people have said, oh, you were, you were talking about it on the podcast. I was like, yeah, I know. I listened to it. Isn't that funny? Like even when I'm not on it, I'm still kind of on I'm it. still on it. <laughs> so yeah. The first one was just funny. Yeah. Because we hadn't had, I feel like we hadn't had a female voice in a while. <laughs> so when Nate was like, you might recognize this voice. I was just like, it's calling. <laughs> I, I found that hilarious because um, talking talking to Tammy, she she's like, she's like, yeah, we talked about you on the podcast. And I go, oh goodness, like, can't wait to listen to it because like, you never know what's gonna happen, like what kind of things she's gonna bring up. But um, <laughs> she's got a lot of fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Tammy. Hey Tammy's here too. I was saying, no, she's not here. Actually. <laughs> we just did it to her too. Um, but yeah, we are in what week four of our family series. Uh, yeah, yeah. Week, week four. four. Um, like like we talked about last week, Mike Eunice did a great job, but uh, Pastor Nate really hit it on the head this week. Um, yeah, he did. I don't know if that's a golf term, hitting it on the head, but hit. He really knocked, hit the ball on the head, knocked. <laughs> Into the hole. Yeah. But you honestly. Know, <laughs> you know, one thing about this whole series is the sermon doc that we have, um, Pastor Nate has just been writing like his titles. <laughs> so every week is like a surprise to me of what we're actually <laughs> learning <laughs> because I have no idea. Just going off based on the title. It's like, like I looked, what is yeah, a mulligan? <laughs> I looked at, yeah, just calling a mulligan. I'm like, ha. Ah. <laughs> I can't wait to learn about that. The only other time I've heard the word mulligan is an Ed Sheeran song. And it's like not even a famous song in his, um, one of his, I think, I don't even know. I thought mulligan was an insult. You mulligan. I don't know. Her name is Nancy Mulligan. So I don't know if that. Oh, because I would have, I would have used it that way. Imagine it being your name. Mulligan. (laughs) That's unfortunate. What a load of mulligan. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so every week has been like, oh man, I don't fully know what we're lawnmower parenting, new term for me. Uh, but powerful, powerful oh, so term in, in itself. But yeah, calling it when I, when I was listening to it on Spotify, um, just seeing call, like calling it, was it calling a mulligan? Calling a mulligan. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, well, here we go. Yeah. Um, Tammy had talked a little bit about it. Um, cause she, we usually have like a Sunday recap. Um, we'll usually just talk about how Sunday goes and yeah. she'll talk about how, how good the sermon was. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was good listening to it back. Um, I really enjoyed it. Did um, you, now, did you listen to, cause you're in the kids wing for yeah. people who are like, why isn't one of our pastors? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like in the hallway <laughs> drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was talking, um, you're in the kids wing for it. So yeah, you listened correct. to the, I do. I, I go on and listen to the worship. 
um, portion. Ah. Um, and then I'll do, usually in the car, I'll usually listen to the um, sermon portion So of it. the one thing you missed was the golf club. Was, visually seeing it. After, after I listened that to that thing. I would have been so scared to be in the front row in Dover. I was at the Bethlehem location helping out Pastor Stephen. Yeah. But me and another worship team member, Adam, were sitting in the front just like, man, even with this screen here, we're stressed out. Because <laughs> he just kept walking around holding it and swinging it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Charlotte was right in the front row. And so... I can only imagine that the camera view. Of, like the camera that's like right in front. Like... The, the fear, like, even me, like, not even golf, but, like, when I played, like, t-ball way back in the day, I always, like, hit the ball and, like, threw the bat. So, I was yeah. afraid that he was just gonna, like, it. just send it, you know? He's preaching. He's nervous. He's got sweaty palms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next thing you know, someone's leaving our church because he got hit with a golf club. Yeah. <laughs> which is a new reason for me, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, great. I loved this message though. Now knowing what a mulligan is, mm -hmm. um, the idea of being humble enough to like, I loved when you talked through like, do you ever wish you could just like, you stormed out of the room after being an idiot yeah. with your family or with a friend or something and you're able to be humble enough to come back and be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. That wasn't, Right. That when he said that, I was like, oh no. <laughs> like yeah. that hit me hard. Yeah, yeah. So because sometimes I feel like like I'll commit uh, to my stupidity, mm -hmm. right? If I said something stupid, I gotta I'm gonna keep going with it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Cause it feels so awful to have to go and be like, all right, yeah, that was wrong of me. Like it I hurts more to apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and why so, stab the wound more? I really thought that was interesting. And it, it made me through think through you know, and we, we brought this up on the podcast when Mike Eunice was there, but even just within my family, like the amount of times that I've had to like reset with my kids, yep. they're freaking out. I'm freaking out. And then it's just like a second of like, all right, Hey, real quick. I'm sorry. I just spoke to you how I shouldn't have. Yeah. And trying to explain that to my three-year-old is hard, but it's just nice to, to have that relationship with my kids where it's not like, just go to your room. I said a lot of stupid things and I just sent them mm -hmm. away or anything. Like I always try and work through that. Um, so that's like a newer stage of my yeah. life where I feel like I'm finding myself apologizing and trying to reset. Yeah. When he was talking about his relationship with Michelle, how mm. they were constantly at one point they were doing, they were getting into bickermans a lot and getting in fights a lot. And then eventually as the years went on, it slowed down and the, the time that they were fighting was shorter um and like that was like kind of like them learning how to like kind of like talk oh, through yeah. within each other um i <laughs> i'm like one of those people that just like want to be there already uh but definitely oh, yeah. like with hannah and i will <laughs> there'd be some times where we'll we'll get into discussions and ar like arguments we're like no we shouldn't do that or um and i just like find myself often like okay i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that and it's like it's usually when it's like in the quick moments yeah. where like I forget to be like that person that she, that she needs. And instead I'm like, you know, like, you know what? Maybe you should have done the laundry today. And um, you just got home from work. Okay. Like you should have done the laundry yeah, today yeah. too. <laughs> so Hannah, if you're listening to this at any point, thank you for doing the laundry. But <laughs> um, no, you but valued. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool that he mentioned that. And I love the rawness of pastor Nate and how he's humble yeah. to share that um, because 
there's not a lot of people from the stage that will admit that he's having family problems, that he sits his family down and apologize to them. Yeah. Um, which was huge. And like, I kind of want, I want that to be where, where Hannah and I are yeah. at, that, at that point. So I find, um, you know, when he was trying to like our, their fights get shorter and shorter. And even time back to two weeks ago when mm-hmm. it was talking through like, um, Oh, what was that one called? When you're dealing with anger and all that. I, I always, I always feel like, um, I would force our fights to be longer right off the, right off the bat. So they could be ultimately, so they could be over sooner. Like I had a bad habit of like, even if we're ticked off at each other, Haley and I, I still would bring the argument to completion. Like, no, no, I will pull this car over and we will not move until we sort this out, which is not a smart way to handle when you're angry at each other. Yep. But it's what I, what I did. That's what I had and I do. We, yeah. But we do it Sometimes in a way. Sometimes it's really good. Like yeah. it's good to have that resolved. You don't want to go to bed angry, right? Bible yeah. talks through like, don't go to bed angry. Don't don't work through all this. So we try and live through mm-hmm. that principle. I, I, I don't know. I don't have her permission to say this, but I thought it was really funny. We got into a little thing this, this very Sunday. Um, before I listened to the podcast and um, I accidentally like threw a pillow at her and she got upset and I, I kind of like, I was- I'm calling the state. I was in the bed and I was like, I just remember, cause our bed's up against the wall. I just remember like, uh, like I did it and then she was like upset with me and I, I, I just like passed out. Like I just like took a nap by like, accident and she did what? too. And then we both woke up and I was like, are you mad at me? She's like, no, we're good now. I'm like, she's like, I just needed a nap. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, it's a weird like thing to talk through and talk about. That's, but like, that's your version of the mulligan. Hey, I'm sorry. I just needed a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we really just took a nap and like, now we're okay. Like now let's just go and like hang out and have yeah, fun. That's but. good. You know, one of the things that, uh, and I know you had, you had talked through, some interest in reading through some scripture as well. But one of the things that hit me the most is um, when pastor Nate shared through like, okay, it's okay to do this, Mm -hmm. right? It's okay to ask for the redo. It's okay to, to work through it. But what happens if you are playing a sport and you're playing with one person who will not stop being like, Oh, hang on one more time. Oh, hang on. I can hang on. Let me shoot this one more time. Like work through it. Like you get so frustrated mm-hmm. and the same type of thing. Like if, if we're, if I'm screaming at the kids because they're, they're frustrating and then I apologize, well, yeah. I'm still going to scream at them all the time. Like that's not enough. And mm-hmm. so when he went through like repentance and going through like, all right, let's talk through the next step. Like first humble yourself enough yeah. to ask for the do over, but now like let God work on you. Yeah. And I thought that was, that's a really convicting piece too of like, how many times do I have to ask for a redo with my friends and with my family? Mm -hmm. Like at some point, almost humbling yourself enough to do that helps you find the trigger points of like, man, I'm really apologizing for this a lot. I think I have a problem. Mm -hmm. Like I have a problem with this. I wonder, I wonder what God wants me to to really turn away from or work through. Like, why is this a consistent issue? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I definitely find myself in that process where, um, and we're gonna read some scripture real quick, just because I feel like um, in this, like it's appropriate to um, talk through scripture and you know um, really apply it 
kidding. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Um, but yeah, so if, if you have your Bibles, if you're following along, if you're not in a car, please don't crash. But um, if you're listening to this, you're maybe at your kitchen table, you have your Bible near, um, just go ahead and grab it. Um, we're going to be looking at Luke 18. Um, and there's a couple verses um, starting in Luke 18, verse 9. It says this, Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. It says in verse 10, two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee um, stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, um, that I'm not like the other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax, tax collector. I, f- I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. Um, and then it talks about the tax collector and it says this, but the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed and said he, he was beating his chest in sorrow and saying, oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. And then it continues Jesus saying, I tell you this sinner, not the Pharisee returned home um, justified before God for those who exalted themselves will be humbled um, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. I just think like often when it comes to repentance, like there is that humility aspect. Like like um, Pastor Nate mentioned, there's, there's a hundred mentions of the word repentance and most of them are in the New Testament. And most of the time, Jesus is starting off with that. Um, and as he's talking through these, I kind of like, it, it, I put it in my own perspective of, like recently, that's how Hannah and I have been praying. Um, not in the terms of Pharisee, but um, in the terms of collector. We're legitimately in tears saying, God, work through us. Yeah. Like it says in the scriptures um, that we have the same spirit. Like when we accept Jesus into our heart, we have that same spirit of God. And, um, and we really want God to work through that. And then that especially is in our marriage and in our relationship because we don't want us to constantly have those arguments or yeah. constantly have... Yeah rehashing of the same exact conversation that we just finished like maybe two days ago at most. And um, I just think it's like really important and just like really to nail on the head, like repentance equals being humble. Yeah. Like, and Jesus teaches that. I think the other thing with that teaching though, that sticks out with me is um, it's, it's really easy to feel holy when you just select your own bar. Yeah. You select your own standard. So The Pharisee set the standard. Well, I'm not that bad. Yeah. Not as bad as this man. So I'm holy. Thank you for making me holy. Yeah. And he just sets his own bar and works through it versus the tax collector. There is no bar. Yeah. Because we'll never reach godliness. Exactly. And having that understanding of like, no matter where I'm at, where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Versus where I was at when I first gave my life to Jesus. Real? I still need God every single day to change something in me. Yep. And like, if you, you know how, like when you look at, um, when you look at graphs, they always show you like the top number is always right at the very top of the graph mm-hmm. and the bottom number. And so sometimes when you look at a graph of, you know, my sins versus another sins, you'd see like, oh, okay, well, I got a, you know, I got a 35 on the graph and the other person's Mm -hmm. a a 50. So I look like I have a lot less sin. Mm -hmm. But then like you work through like, now let's put on the graph how holy God is and how holy I am. You can't even see my my blip 
on that graph yeah. from when I first gave my life to Jesus to now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks like no movement because God's holiness is so much higher on that graph. Yeah. The bar is so high yep. that no amount of holiness is going to show up on that graph. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if that fully makes sense. No, but- it does. And so I, I've actually used um, preaching on, on like Wednesdays to youth students. I've, um, I've used a similar thing to that. So I even saw it too. I saw it on TikTok and I immediately like that week, I was like, you know, actually this really applies to this. And so, um, basically this, this pastor told, um, the people, and if you can imagine with me, um, that he's like, all right, so let's set up a different amounts of columns of how bad one sin is. So we go adulterers and like put them out the amount of Oreos that you, um, think that's bad. And they like stacked it. And there's different sins that were, um, somewhere a lot higher that, um, we thought was a lot higher yeah. and some a lot worse. And they go, okay, so look at the graph. And this is how we see our sins. This is how we see what we do. Um, and they saw like what you're talking about, like that graph of going up and down. But um, what he, what was cool about it is he was like, all right, now look at it from a sky view. And all he saw was just Oreos, just oh, all yeah. across the top. And you can see the depth. You just saw the fact that it was all Oreos. Yeah. And I just think like that, that compares the two, right? That That's God's holiness and God's like, um, and then this is what we see as yeah. that. And um, Second Corinthians again, just throwing in a scripture because I, I just I just love it. Um, this one specific topic of repentance, and it says um, in Second Corinthians seven nine to ten, it says, um, "As it is, I rejoice not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved grieved into repenting, for you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us, for God." for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation and then without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. So it's just like, just that, right? It's the whole idea of we need, like we need godly repentance. Yeah. Um, and without that, we're put to, like, we're put to death. And it's, and it's so great that we have that Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. man, I wish that the Holy Spirit would be in those moments that <laughs> we're, things are getting flustered even like not even just with me and Hannah, like um, with like me and my friends, yeah. like I'd, I'd say something stupid or say something quick that I didn't fully think through. And next thing you know, I'm like having to say sorry about it. Yeah. Um, and so we, <laughs> and so we just get into that moment of, man, I really so want the Holy spirit recently. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that before. See, that's what the Pharisee would say. (laughs) I haven't done that bad. At least I haven't said something of that extent. You know, something about that too, when it talked to like the godly, godly grief versus worldly grief, like one of the things that made me think through is like in, in the way that we're working through with people, like there is a conviction now that's, that's within us with the Holy Spirit. Right. And so a lot of like the godly grief which isn't really a way I would ever normally word it. Yeah. But really it's the fact that we have the conviction now mm-hmm. as believers, right? When you become a believer, you the Holy Spirit enters your life. Yeah. And scripture says like in this new covenant, I'm going to write the law in your hearts. Yeah. And so I always perceive that as, well, now the Holy Spirit's reciting scripture to you as you're messing up. And uh, you no longer have to actually remember it because the Holy Spirit will remind you. Yeah. And, you know, and you will just be there being like, why do I feel so awful about the way I'm talking to these people? And, but then it worked through, you know, even, even some things at our freedom retreat that we went through 
for me, like, where are areas where I can lead through this conviction the Holy Spirit brings, where I can live a life that walks through the Holy Spirit, where the fruit of the Spirit is coming up in my argument. Right. Where gentleness and uh, humility, kindness and love, Mm -hmm. where that is in my conversations. Yes. That's good. And and to work through, like, I, I want every fruit of the Holy Spirit to be in my parenting, mm-hmm. right? I want patience to be at, at the top of, of, of my parenting skills. I want Amen. gentleness <laughs> and humility and love to be in my relationships. Mm-hmm. I want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want these things. And so to work through like, to work through repentance and letting the Holy Spirit convict us yeah. in all those ways it allows the Holy Spirit to just start talking in all these different ways. And, and I just think it's really important for us to do it. And that's something that's my own kind of conviction. That, that's yeah. what the Holy Spirit's working on me right now yeah. of like, uh, Hey, you'll let me convict you, but you won't let me uh, into your entire life. Yeah. Like let, let me produce fruit in every yeah. area. Um, Cause I, you know, I'm quick to make snappy jokes i'm quick to you know all these things i i like doing it right i have i have texted you things that we had to talk through after (laughs) because i thought they were funny and you know i I, that's something that i want to work on is like this gentleness i still want to have fun yeah but can i find a way to be a little gentler in my jokes and and let the holy spirit convict me that way yeah and i just think it's really interesting that we get that type of relationship and that we get to work towards that Mm mm-hmm um, one of the things that that Charlotte has, had brought up that uh, I just don't like taking credit for things that aren't my idea, um, even though she she told me I could, but I don't do that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> just, I That's always, very humble of you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, check that on the list. But um, even the idea of um, the just back to the Luke scripture that you brought up, I feel like it's such a good way to see ourselves versus seeing other people and all this other Mm. stuff. Like not only is that Pharisee going back to this other person's sin, but he's almost now saying like, this person is incapable of repentance like I am. And all of a sudden not allowing this person to have the redo. Yeah. And so the idea of like, all right, how, how willing are we to call a mulligan in our life? And how willing are we to let other people call them out exactly. again in their life? And the idea of like, oh, hey, I said that wrong. Well, it's too late. The yeah. damage is done and I'm mad about it. Yeah. You know, like how much are we doing that to other people? Are yeah. we, it's one thing to be humble enough to call it, but also we're always easy of being light on ourselves. Yeah. My sin's not quite as bad as yeah. other people's sin. Like and we're then, really easy to do that. Even for some people, when other people point it out, they, it gets worse. Like mm. they, they could feel like, okay, like now, like, God, like the Holy Spirit's convicting me. Now this person's convicting me. Like, yeah. all right, guys, like, let's just take a break for a moment. Yeah. And, um, no, but I think it's good. Wait, that was, that was a good point. Like not only are we calling mulligans on our own, but like, we also have to let other people like do that. And that, and that's kind of where like that iron, um, sharpens iron. Like we're able to just together um as a, as a leadership team as yeah. um as church staff like like you, you mentioned like we had that funny text and like you thought it was funny and we talked through it and um 
that had to be there, right? The Holy Spirit had but to be there. But it was funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now um, because the relationship has gotten greater. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so I just, I, I think that's important to you. Um, but at the same point, we have to be careful who is calling mulligans too. Like right. we can't just let everyone do it because- yes. Some some of the same people are like the Pharisees, where they're like, "Well, that guy is still uh, not doing good, like, or you're not doing good, right?" But, you know, I'm, I I didn't do anything this week that was bad, and um, so obviously, like, have your people, um, that are able to speak into your life and um, be willing to listen and um, and yeah. just know if some people do give your advice, take it and 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 just be one of those people that, that people can talk to yeah if we're christians can be some of the most highly offendable real um grudge holding individuals um that 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 i've ever met yeah i I know people who have no faith at all that have a better ability to let insults roll off their back and and all these different things i just feel like it's something we need to work on as at least I say it a lot on the podcast, but at least our American Christian culture, Correct, yeah. um, it's like as if, you know, working through all these different things, we're just like, well, you quoted the wrong translation. I don't like that one. Mm-hmm. There's all these inaccuracies. So um, I, I don't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. oh, this this guy one 10 years ago said this in a sermon. So don't listen to a single one of his teachings. Yeah. You know, and there's all these people you think through like, who is it? We have the whole podcast, uh, knocking, uh, Mars Hill, right? Who's that pastor? Mark Driscoll. Yeah, the dog in this building's normal. Sorry, uh, I, Colin is scared. I was so confused. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> just stared at me like it cocked his head. I was just like, Dover's oh, got a mascot no. during the week. <laughs> um, but um, you think Sorry. through like the the church mm-hmm. dealing with Mark Driscoll. He's a he's a you know abusive leader. All this other stuff. Yeah, and now no one will listen to any of his teachings. Mm-hmm. But he's got some really good teachings yeah. that really could help a lot of people. And just the idea of like, come on, he he came out and said that he wants to repent of it, but we still yeah. have an issue with it. Like we're still l- listening to the podcasts that bash him instead of the, the yeah. times he taught about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think we've got to be willing, we've got to be more willing to let people, if they come out and they're like, listen, I was wrong. I yeah. understand I was wrong. Um, and I'd like to start over because I still think God has things for me. We've got to be willing. We've got to be willing to do it. And to just like, you know, I, I always hate the idea of like someone wrongs you once you need to write them off. That is a worldly, that is that's disgusting. a worldly view. Like <laughs> granted, like, like you still, you, you need to be smart, right? Yeah. You can't just the same thing. Like if someone's just calling mulligans left and right. Um, we still need to have that conversation. Hey, don't you think you're apologizing quite a bit to me yeah. about this? Maybe we should just stop saying it, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I think, um, I think this analogy verse with that Luke scripture yeah. just really stands out to me in a lot of different ways. Like mm-hmm. p- you picture what it would have been like for that tax collector to try and repent to that, to that Pharisee. 
and what it might have looked like. Yeah, another another scripture is it was like it was saying that he was like beating his chest. Like he was like in deep sorrow for what he had done. Yeah. And like if you don't know, like tax collectors are known for like 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 stealing money and like sometimes like harboring just a little bit more right. just to get money from themselves. And um I don't know if you guys knew that um from those who are listening, but um and and for him to be at the altar and just be praying that God would make him humble and right. that God would soften his heart, um, I think is huge. Right. And I think it's like very eye opening. Like like are there people who aren't praying those prayers because they're afraid to be convicted? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where they're afraid to be hurt. Um, or even like God do a work because you, we get so comfortable and you, you talked about the American Christian, we get so comfortable showing up to church on Sunday and, mm. um, just going about our life and, um, sleeping with our boyfriends or going out and partying and getting like, like super drunk. And we just like, we have all these things that the American Christians do. And, um, but we have to, we have to remember like at the end of the day, like Jesus is the most humble person we have ever seen. Mm. And he's going to teach us the way and he teaches us through the scripture. And um, we have to be willing to just be open to that and, um, and to, to actually feel that conviction. Um, sometimes like it's going to hurt. I, I can't count many times. I can count so many times that like I, I'm praying to God and like, I'm actually hurting because like God's ripping something deep in. Yeah. Um, and that's usually where conviction is. There's like roots that were, that were poorly um, planted and God, and maybe some are deep. And so when he convicts you, he's going to try to rip that out yeah. and it's going to hurt and you're going to be in pain, but you know that people in this church and that's like, we talked about how we do this so well, how we're so inviting and so loving, but people in this church are going to show you love. Yeah. If like when, when there's that humility um, and we show them either way, but um, we, we support so much around someone who's willing to just let God do anything in their life. Yeah. Um, I think it's huge. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that, um, that I had just recently heard that really sticks with me and pastor Nate, he shared something like this a while ago in one of his sermons talking about, it was about repentance. It was about trying to change your life. And then when we were at the invest conference, we had, um, Dr. Robert Crosby. Crosby yeah. Oh my speaking. goodness. It was so good. But one of the things he shared is like, um, and I, th- I think this comes down to, you know, the whole asking for a redo. It gets painful. The hole in one. <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets painful when you're consistently asking for a redo, all this stuff. He yeah. talked through um, re- real change starts to happen in most of the time in people's lives when the pain of staying the same becomes worse than the pain of changing. Yep. Meaning... Right. So you have a secret sin. That sin does not come out until the pain of keeping it becomes worse than the pain of telling someone. Yeah. Because it's, we're so defensive. We're so uh, not able to be raw to people in this day and age because the, the, like people want to, the world wants to rip us apart. The enemy wants things to be a secret, but he just shared through like, this idea and then tried to teach against that of like, stop waiting for it to hurt more and yep. work through it. But I think the idea of asking for those redos, like that starts to get embarrassing. Yeah. That starts to get painful. That hopefully would lead you to a road of repentance quicker because the pain of asking for forgiveness for your temper is going to become worse 
than the pain of admitting you have a problem and you need help with something, right? Yeah. And so uh, I just think that's an important thing. And when he shared that, I was like, man, that's really good. But Nate talked through that Mm -hmm. as well. I believe in our mental health series. Oh um, yeah, that was a- Which was a great series about mental health. Um, But he shared something similar because I remember texting him and said, I give that quote to you, good sir. Like you you preached that before Dr. Robert Crosby, but- um, Um, Yeah, he, Dr. Robert Crosby, he said, conflict is change trying to find a way to grow. Yeah. That was was one of the quotes that he was talking through and um, just that idea of like, we need conflict. Like I said, like we need that conviction Mm. so that God can plant those trees. And he talked about um, the scripture in Romans where um, in order to have two trees grow together, you need to wound both of them. And then you like stick them together, tape it. I don't know. I'm not a planter. I don't have a green thumb by any means. It's probably black, but, um, but you tape it together and that's how it grows. You have a frostbit thumb? Yeah, probably. I should probably get the doctor. But, um, but yeah, we, we, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not even a golfer. So like when we went through this series of yeah. like, I, I saw the golf clubs in the um, thing and like the cool opening and bumper, like I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. And I was like, he's like talking through all these golf terms. And uh, I was like, okay, like this makes sense, but I don't know about golf, but. Not only am I walking out of this a better Christian, but a better golfer as well. Yeah. I feel like, like I can go they, and compete with like it. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Nate. Yeah, he even mentioned that too. Like he, he was like, and even if like you become like in the PGA Tour, you're going to be able to tithe more and we're going to open like 17 more sober homes in New Hampshire. And, um, so thank you, Pastor Nate, for that. So um, That's yeah. awesome. Uh, do we have any any resources that we can share with people of our church? You're about to hear a bunch of screaming. We have a school meeting in our church so that's in this what, room actually in this <laughs> it sounds room right like now, i'm trying to homeschool well no i'm just kidding <laughs> um but do you have anything that you'd recommend towards people especially in this um aspect? so there's this really good book it's called boundaries and and there's a lot of talking about how to build boundaries in your life with other people um but at the same time i i, I like to share it i like to kind of use it as a resource um because boundaries for our own life like I, I don't want to do anything that's outside of God's boundary. So I want to be humble like God. I don't want to act out of anger because the only time Jesus did that was when he's flipping tables because people weren't praising, right? So like, I I love that book. It's it's a good one. I think it's, um I think Threshold, Threshold. I don't know. I don't remember the author, but, um, but I can definitely put the link in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I've seen that book as well. I'm trying to pull up... Um, the book that Robert Crosby wrote. Um, the one? That one? I don't remember. Is that what it was called? I don't remember exactly. But I remember you looked it up. But uh, but he has a ton of books. They have a marriage book that um, that I'm looking to buy to go through. So while we're in the, in the family series is a marriage book. Um, and also just a lot of like mental health books. Yeah. Which I, I think our reactions to a lot of things in our family would stem from that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking forward to those books. That's just something currently for me um, that I'm looking to be going through. Yeah. Just seeing um, what else, because his teachings struck, struck me a lot and even tied into a lot of what this, this series has been going through. So yeah. Dr. Robert Crosby, he was awesome. Good. 
Well, thanks for listening today, guys. Thanks for tuning in to me and Colin hanging out. Yeah. And chilling <laughs> and talking about how the Holy Spirit convicts us. Peace out.